0: Hello, and welcome to Right Now with Ralph Martin, a podcast where author, speaker, and worldwide renewal leader, Dr. Ralph Martin, shares what the Holy Spirit is stirring up in the Church right now—words of encouragement from the Lord to strengthen you for such a time as this. We are glad you can be with us this week as we seek to encourage you for this moment in history. And now, your host, Ralph Martin. Hello again. Well, this may be considered to be part three of a three-part series. First part was the judge has been named. He's been appointed, Jesus. And then the second was not only has the judge been named, but the judgment day has been set. It's 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 there. It's fixed. God the Father knows when it's going to be. But also the judgment day for each of our lives has been set. So that's a important video, I think. Today I'd like to talk about a practical advice, kind of shocking advice, that St. Peter gives to those listening to him right after Pentecost. So this is Acts chapter 2, starting at verse 37. Now when they heard that, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the Apostles, brethren what shall we do so what do they hear from peter that you crucified jesus jesus is the lord and the savior uh he he's been given to us by god to bring us back to the father's house what shall we do and peter said to them repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of jesus christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the holy spirit there's just a lot in that we're going to continue to talk about that over the weeks and months and years ahead, if we have that long. For the promise is to you and to your children, to all that are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to him. But here's the part I want to focus on today. It's beginning in uh, verse 40. And he testified with many other words and exhorted them, saying, save yourselves from this crooked generation. Another translation says, Save yourself from this wicked generation. So those who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. And they held steadfastly to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of the bread, and to the prayers. This reminds me of something that a friend of ours, a cardinal from Africa, said one time. He said, We preach 3,000 sermons and nobody's converted, Peter preached one sermon and 3,000 are converted. What's the difference? What's missing? Well, you know, I I would say a couple things. One is telling it like it is, telling the truth. we got to respond to Jesus. Jesus is God's appeal to us to be reconciled to him. Telling it like it is, telling the truth, not sugarcoating the message. And telling it in the power of the Holy Spirit. So what does the power of the Holy Spirit mean? In this case, it means powerful preaching and teaching. Preaching and teaching with conviction. Preaching and teaching, we really believe this. This is really true and your life depends on it. But then exhortations to take practical steps that are required. First of all, they had to believe the word. And that's so, so important. And then they were convicted of it they realized that they were not in right relationship with the lord that they needed to come to jesus they needed to believe they need to repent they need to turn away from the false ways they were thinking about themselves and thinking about the world thinking about religion thinking about god and then they need to be actually joined to jesus sacramentally uh they needed to be baptized, they needed to actually be brought into in an amazing but real way the mystical body of Christ, the actual body of Christ, the church. They had to join the church and then they too would experience the power of the Holy Spirit that enabled Peter to preach with such energy, such conviction, such urgency. But there's another thing, you know, obviously that they devoted themselves to the breaking of the bread, the apostles' teaching, the sacrament of the Eucharist, all those things. But there's an exhortation here that's really important, what Peter tells them to do, that unfortunately we don't hear. I don't know if I've ever heard it. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the successors of the apostles to cry out like Peter did on the day of Pentecost. Save yourselves from this wicked generation. Us Catholics have been used to blending into American culture. Us Catholics have been used to living through a time where we we wanted to be accepted, we wanted to be as as American, as 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 educated as worldly as the surrounding culture. And unfortunately, in the midst of doing that, I remember going to Notre Dame, University of Notre Dame in the 60s, and uh, the president at that time, Father Hesburgh, saying, we want to be the Catholic Harvard. And, And that set Notre Dame on a pathway we're Where now they're in a situation where there's a lot of ambiguity, there's a lot of confusing things, there's a lot of on the one hand this, on the other hand that, there's a lot of good people there at Notre Dame, but there's a lot of people now who aren't even Catholics who are teaching there and don't hold to uh, belief in Jesus Christ, don't hold to the Catholic faith. And so we've gotten ourselves in trouble by wanting to be so accepted and successful according to the standards of the world that we sometimes have really exchanged or birthright for a mess of worldly porridge. So what would it mean today for Catholics to save ourselves from this wicked generation? First of all, it's recognizing that it is a wicked generation. It really is. The dominant culture today is wicked. The dominant culture today is pressuring people to abandon the one true God, to abandon his revelation of the sacred scripture, to abandon the fundamental things he teaches human beings about what it means to be a human being, what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman, what the purpose of human sexuality is, what the purpose of life is. The culture today is saying, live for today. Today is all you have. Grab what you can while you can What does scripture say? Meditate on the shortness of life so you may gain wisdom of heart. Life is short, and only one thing is necessary to end up in friendship with Jesus forever in the kingdom. And that means we need to now seek first the kingdom of God. You know, Luke chapter 12, Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says, Unbelievers are always worried about these worldly things. And and our culture is saying, these worldly things are all there are. Go get it. And this is unfortunately really influenced parents, like I said in a recent video about how we're losing young people. We're transmitting to oftentimes in Catholic families values of worldly success rather than the supreme value of saving our soul, the supreme value of being radically faithful to Christ no matter what the pressures are to push us in the opposite direction. And so Luke chapter 12, Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says, Unbelievers are always worried about these worldly things. But I say to you, Seek first. Make it your top priority. Make it the center of your life. Make it your absolute controlling value. Make it the thing that guides everything else you do. Seek first the kingdom of God and his holiness. And these other things will be added as well. Because your heavenly father knows you need them. This is not the prosperity gospel, but this is a promise, a solemn promise from the Lord to provide with us, provide us what we need to fulfill the purpose for which we're on this earth for as long as we're on this earth, giving us what we need to fulfill the purpose for which God created us. If we seek first the kingdom of God, if we seek holiness. So that means that we really have to break with the culture in some really important ways. That means we need to develop a level of discernment that we've never had to develop before to the same measure. That means we really need to know explicitly what the Lord teaches, what what Jesus tells us about what's true and what's false, about what's what's evil and what's good. That means we really need to know what Jesus teaches us about all the brainwashing that's coming to us in our culture today. Worldly success isn't the measure of success. The measure of success is faithfulness to God. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's just, it's kind of sad how, how much the world has invaded the church and how much we're thinking about things just in this worldly terms and how, how much we've lost the eternal perspective about the shortness of life and the the one thing that's really necessary. So we need to break with the culture. We need to discern more carefully what entertainment we allow in our life, uh, what priorities, how we spend our time, how we spend our money, uh, what what we do with the gifts that God has given us to help other people to build up the kingdom of God. It also means we really need to develop a burning zeal for the salvation of souls, not only our own souls, but the souls of everybody we care about. If we really love our family members, sons and daughters, brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles, neighbors, fellow parishioners, we're gonna be concerned not just about that they get good jobs and get into good colleges, but that they save their souls. We're gonna really encourage them to choose wisely where they go to college and make sure that there's an active Catholic community there that they can connect with, or that the college itself is, is demonstrating kingdom values. So there's just a lot, of, a lot of reorientation that needs to go on amongst us Catholics today. We can't just drift along with the culture. If we're going to drift along with the culture and not examine it quickly and not make painful decisions sometimes to break from it, Uh, We're going to end up on that broad path that heads to destruction. We're going to end up in that wicked generation that's going to be exposed to the judgment of God. Save yourselves from this crooked generation. There's There's save yourself from this wicked generation. There's another text in scripture that says, save yourself from the wrath that's coming. What's the wrath that's coming? It's the judgment of God on unrepented wickedness. We don't want to be amongst the unrepented wickedness, wicked. We don't want to be the unrepented, culpable unbelievers. We want to be amongst those who are found in friendship with Christ. Yes, struggling, yes, not perfect, yes, Christians under construction. But it's so much better to be a Christian under construction than to be a worldly Christian heading towards destruction. So Save yourself from this wicked generation. It's really, really important. I'm actually standing outside of a building where each week hundreds of young people, mainly high school boys and girls, come for Bible studies. And this happens at other places around town too. And one of the things we're doing at Renewal ministry is trying to reach the next generation of young people so we have teams of people working in local high schools and doing special events for them, retreats and Bible studies. And we just really think that reaching the next generation is really important. And there's a, this is beginning to happen in other cities as well, where we can support chapters of similar things going on. So please become a partner with Renewal Ministries and support us reaching our young people. Our young people are being carried off by a really hostile culture. We're trying to protect them, and equip them, and strengthen them so they can be witnesses to their fellow young people. So go to RenewalMinistries.net slash partners and become a partner. This podcast is brought to you by Renewal Ministries, part of the Renewal Podcast Network. If you are enjoying this podcast, we invite you to help us spread the word by leaving us a rating or review, following or subscribing to this podcast or sharing on social media. Until next time, this is Right Now with Ralph Martin.